You want the facts? We want to share them with you. Together, we'll boldly unpack the deeper truths inside the real estate industry's most relevant issues. This is Getting Real with Rob. Here's your host, Rob Namfeld. Welcome to Getting Real with Rob. Today, our special guest is Mark Boyce, founding partner of True Homes. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob. Pleasure to be here. Well, Mark, we uh, we just like to start the thing, things um, uh, finding out a little bit more about our guest. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, some of your interests, and, and what brought you here today? Great. Well, my background is I've been in the home building industry for 40 years. Uh, we moved here to Charlotte in 2007. Myself and founding partners, uh, Dan Horner, and I'll also teamed up with Dave Cuthbertson to start True Homes in 2007. And so since uh, we've started True Homes uh, this year, August 13th, we celebrated our 15th anniversary and we've built uh, over 16,000 homes here in Charlotte and the other metro markets we serve here in the Carolinas. Congratulations! That's uh, that's amazing. You had if at 15 years, you had some some tough some tough times in the early years, huh? Oh yeah. Well, we shouldn't exist as a company only by the grace of God do we exist. We lived a existential crisis every day for four plus years, uh, but uh, you know came through it. And uh, we're thankful for it. And we have a great team at True Homes and really are passionate about our work. That's great. What, what would you say your, your kind of price point is these days or what has it been throughout the years for, for True Homes? Well, back in the back in the early days, it was in the mid 100s. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this year we've busted uh, over 400,000 as, as our average sales price. But we've mirrored growth in the market. We've predominantly been focused on serving the first time and first time move up buyer uh, throughout our journey. Okay, that's great. That's a good. That's a good price point. Um, so, how about you personally, Mark? Where Where did you you know Where are you from? What maybe a little bit about your education, some of your interests? Great. Uh, yeah, so I was born in uh, Midland, Texas. My dad was in oil exploration his entire career. So, growing up, we moved all over uh, the country and. Um, spent the longest period of time in the Netherlands. So five years growing up in the Hague in the Netherlands. So that was very, uh, impactful. Uh, do you speak Dutch? A, a few words. <laughs> um, and, uh, so that was very formative uh, time in my life. And then, uh, went to school uh, for undergraduate at Pomona college in Claremont, California. And I got my master's degree in land economy at Cambridge university. Uh, then lived in, uh, Indiana for 20 years, working with a private home builder there, and then uh, moved here uh, in um, the summer of 2007. Wow. You've had some international experiences. What what was that like? What How does that shape your uh, kind of your vision on things? Well, I think uh, certainly if you look at real estate development and property rights uh, from the international perspective, other countries have a different balance between private rights and public responsibility. And I would say that the emphasis on public responsibility and is that is typical of the British uh, approach and European approach really does inform my uh, ethic as it relates to my vocation as a developer and home builder. Okay. Um, and, and kind of leading into that a little bit, some of your, some of your other personal interests, um, 
the, the Byron Fellowship is, is something you've been involved in. I believe you're a founding kind of founding member of that. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what the, what the goals are of that and the mission of that is? Sure. We founded that about 20 years ago. It's the Byron Fellowship Educational Foundation, and we run uh, a variety of programs. But our highlight is a week long experiential uh, uh, place based learning event. We now hold it at Warren Wilson College, the campus there. We have students, college students uh, uh, coming from all over the world, about 20 students, and they're focused on uh, social entrepreneurship and social impact. And so we're trying to align them with uh, their uh, unique purpose and uh, arm them with um, and strengthen their approach to be uh, effective leaders in the social impact movement. And so we have people coming from all sorts of backgrounds, from um, every, everything from um, a, a gal in, that's in uh, Nigeria who's working in childhood education, particularly for empowering women, is a recent uh, Byron fellow. Uh, I'm also mentoring a, a developer uh, who's an entrepreneur startup in Baltimore, Maryland, Parity Homes. So very broad range. It's not just real estate uh, development, but really any anything that proposes for improving uh, human opportunity and human flourishing. That's fantastic. Um, what a great endeavor. Changing gears slightly, housing, you're a housing professional. Uh, something that came about a, a few years ago. I know that Canopy Realtors have been involved from the beginning. You uh, and True Homes have been involved. Can you tell us a little bit about um, state of housing? I believe a report, the next report is coming up here in a couple months. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, that's, that'd be great. That's near and great, dear to your heart, I know. Absolutely. So back in 2017, 2018, I had the opportunity to serve uh, with uh, a group led by Jim Doolin, which was called the Evergreen Team, which was commissioned under the Charlotte City Center Partners with a focus on affordable housing. So we had leaders from uh, the industry, uh, the not-for-profit sector, and also the city and uh, county government meeting uh, monthly to explore what could be done s- systemically to address at that time what we saw as a, a mounting housing affordability crisis. Little did we know how much it would amplify, but we suspected that we were at the front end of some real uh, major systemic challenges. And so one of the recommendations out of that report was for there to be an annual uh, objective study done by a third party that was very robust and comprehensive that would create a time series of data around housing. Prior to that time, there had been a number of ad hoc reports commissioned by groups like the city or by uh, Urban Land Institute that just looked at at one moment in time at one element of the housing industry or housing situation here in Charlotte. And what our vision was, was to create a very, very comprehensive report that was not only Charlotte, but could be look at all of the nine counties that make up the MSA that would then be a plumb line for analysis uh, and consistency in reporting. Uh, not only for the media, but for public policy makers. And so uh, that was established with UNCC Charlotte. True Homes and Canopy were among uh, a small group of um, investors who made a five-year commitment so that this annual study could be produced. And initially, the head of the real estate program, Richard Buttermer, did a great job with that. And then uh, he's passed the baton to Dr. Chu. 
who's done it for the last uh, two years. And so in mid-November this year, mm-hmm. we will have that report released again. And that's going to be the fourth, the fourth be, right? Yes, it'll be the fourth report. And so, again, what I'm so encouraged by is when I read uh, media reports about the housing situation, now they're referencing mm-hmm. the data from this report. They're I've not referencing an yeah. old study that was only looking at one narrow uh, component of the housing stock. So we're not only looking at for sale, we're looking at rental. So, you know, we've been mapping out this extraordinary transformation in affordability and this mounting housing crisis in Charlotte, uh, which really since COVID has really uh, been amplified uh, to a level that's, uh, you know, causing some major major issues for us as a city and uh, future growth prospects are being impacted by it. So we're seeing industry now turning to this report as well. Mm-hmm. Businesses that are thinking about relocating here, uh, referencing this report. So while Charlotte still uh, is uh, affordable relative to our peer cities and peer cities, I'd like to think of as places like Portland or Austin or Nashville. So we're still very, very affordable relative to them. But, uh, you know, we're seeing some major disparities occurring in the market that are having some uh, significant social impacts. Well, and I mean, to that point, I, I, I looked at the report again, um, considering the, the, the next one is out um, or is due out this November. Uh, during the time period of, of just 20 to 20, 2020 to 2021, um, we saw an average price increase of over 16 percent. In the decade prior to that, I believe that the, the change was 6% over, over the entire decade. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, no, it's been amazing. And so this year's report, we uh, don't have the full data mm-hmm. together yet, but our editorial committee has been getting glimpses of what it's going to report. And it's going to be another extraordinary you know, 20% type of increase, not only in the for sale market, but also in the rental market. And that's where we're seeing issues like displacement, evictions and things of that nature, uh, really amplifying um, the need for us to address affordability solutions across the entire spectrum of rental and ownership housing. Well, and I've, I know I've utilized this report. I'll use the next one um, with with policymakers and with, um, you know, members of the uh, both locally uh, with city councils, town boards, but uh, the General Assembly as well, because I think this is going to take a a, a big effort to try to turn this thing around. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you're doing both yourself as an organization, as your, your business, um, to kind of address these things from the private sector standpoint. I know you've got a new program that launched in May, I believe. Yes. So I'd, I'd love to speak to that, but I would say that really following that evergreen report, uh, the leadership, my partners at True Homes, you know, the day after that, we shifted our investment into a f- Uh, opportunities for developing communities of affordability. Uh, And our focus is to be in those deeply affordable spaces that are not only affordable to the workforce, which would be considered 80 to 120% AMI, but deeply affordable, which would be that 80 to 100% AMI. And those buyers, you know, are being priced out of the market, particularly by out-of-market, out-of-town investors who are supported by all-cash offers and computer algorithms that, uh, you know, are a lot faster to the, uh, to the offer. And, uh, so we're, we've long been advocates for housing affordability for first time, uh, buyers, but we've seen in this market, they're getting priced out and out competed. So <clears throat> as an extension of that this year, earlier this year, we announced a partnership with dream key partners, who's a not-for-profit, uh, affordable housing, uh, social service organization, 
where we are offering at two neighborhoods, one city side here off the plaza in Charlotte, and then also Mallard Creek uh, in the university area, uh, product that will serve the uh, 80% AMI home buyer. So at city side, we're in the price range of uh, 250 to 300,000. And we'll be in the three to three, uh, 20, 300 to 320,000 price range at Mallard when we deliver that product later this year. And so what we're doing is working with Dream Key Partners to target uh, households that are in that 80% AMI income space, taking them through homeownership counseling with Dream Key Partners, then placing them in a homebuyer's collective cohort where they're getting to develop uh, capacity to be a successful and sustainable homeowner, and then uh, connecting them with our mortgage lenders. In this case, uh, a number of our buyers are going through this new Bank of America program, Mm -hmm. where would they not only uh, get Bank of America's down payment grant program up to $17,500, but they also qualify for House Charlotte which as of July just got increased upwards to $30,000 in down payment assistance. So the combination of those two with the price point that we're delivering and not selling to investors, Mm -hmm. uh, but only selling to uh, uh, home buyers that qualify under this program. We're very, very encouraged. Our first closing is uh, happening this uh, Friday. Oh, that's great. And so that's, we're very excited about that. And we want to extend this program. So, um, my uh, business partner, uh, Dan Horner, and myself have been uh, speaking with community organizations, inviting them into new collaborations, uh, asking churches, for example, to open up spare land that they might have, unused land on their campuses mm-hmm. for these affordable solutions uh, of home ownership or rental. We're also working with Dream Key Partners uh, to build them at our cost affordable uh, home, uh, uh, rental opportunities. The first of those units will be delivered on the west side of Charlotte off Seymour Drive uh, later this month at a neighborhood called Hawks Point, which is uh, 14 units of uh, deeply affordable rental housing and will be affordable to 60% AMI households, three-bedroom uh, townhome units. That's fantastic. That's that's some that's some movement. <laughs> so we're interested in scaling this up. Uh, uh-huh. True homes we build at scale. Uh-huh. We'll build over two thousand houses this year. Our goal is about twenty percent of the homes we, or excuse me, ten percent of the homes we build in any year, which would be uh, this year uh, over two hundred would be our goal uh, to be in this deeply affordable range, both for home ownership as well as um, this uh, uh, long term affordable rental. Well, and there may be some opportunities through the the Charlotte Unified Development Ordinance, which which just passed recently, um, does not become effective until June first. Um, as an as an industry, I don't think we're thrilled with everything that's in there, but there are some uh, some good elements as it relates to density, higher densities, and utilizing um, uh, land in different ways. There may be an opportunity. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to analyze that. We're still. We're still continuing. It's about 700 pages long um, to to continue the uh, to analyze the final product. But have you thought through that at all? Absolutely. Okay. We see real opportunities that are presented. Mm-hmm. As you say, there's some uh, things that are working against affordability that are in that ordinance. Mm-hmm. There are some innovative um, uh, regulations that open up uh, the opportunity for the market to respond. And so we are uh, studying those and uh, doing feasibility studies on sites uh, as we speak. Uh, while it doesn't uh, go into effect until June, we understand that we'll be able to file um, 
petitions as early as February that are aligned with the UDO. So we're behaving as if, uh, you know, it's in place and doing the early feasibility for this. So we're, we're excited about those opportunities and those prospects. But again, digging into the practical realities as it, as it relates to uh, developments that we're exploring right now. Okay, that's great. And I will tell you, our, our commitment from the Rebix side of things is that we're, we've already engaged planning staff again for this next phase. Um, we're going to be meeting with them regularly on, a, um, on almost a weekly basis to kind of go through things that need to be fixed before June 1st, but also how this transition is going to occur and, and to to allow for these types of innovative opportunities that you're, you're describing um, as it relates to affordability. So uh, we're hopefully cautiously optimistic. <laughs> uh, you know, we certainly appreciate the leadership, Rob, that you've demonstrated as well as Rebic and your collaboration with Canopy to represent our industry and rep- rep- represents the long-term health of Charlotte and the region. So thank you for your advocacy. Well, thank you. And thanks for being a long-term member, Mark. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, what, any, any other types of initiatives you're involved with on the affordability side, if you, if you could say one thing to somebody, to a policymaker, to an elected official right now, to ease the affordability burden, what, what would it be? And I know I'm putting you on, putting you on the spot. Well, I think that uh, government has the opportunity to do what they're uniquely capable of doing, which is uh, to expedite uh, permit timing because they deal in the space of time and in our business, time is money. The crisis that we find ourselves in, there's a tremendous urgency for us to deliver suit solutions sooner rather than later. Uh, we would invite them to embrace the timeliness and turning of reviews and permits as it relates to our vision uh, for the impact we can have as new collaborations uh, by the for-profit sector, ourselves, for example, uh, collaborating with lenders, bankers uh, in the construction lending as well as in the mortgage lending side. Uh, we're inviting in new partnerships in the not-for-profit space. We're working with groups like Dream Key Partners, Community Link, uh, Freedom Communities, the Dream Center in the not-for-profit space, also inviting in faith communities. And so we're working with a church right now on excess land that they have, and we plan to be building 30 affordable rental townhomes on excess land that that church has here in the next year, that those, again, will be in that deeply affordable 60% AMI rental space. Uh, And then finally, the philanthropic community, because we believe that the combination of the for-profit, nonprofit, and faith community coming together is really the highest leverage for the philanthropic dollar. And so, uh, our hope is that they will see uh, these new collaborations, these new networks, and these impact uh, alliances emerging. Uh, we're on the forefront of that. We're excited about that, and that they will see that that's the best leverage for their philanthropic dollar to impact the housing space, not just uh, on the fringe, but uh, systemically and at scale. Well, Mark, um, Mark Boyce, I love your vision. <laughs> I love uh, how you're collaborating with all kinds of different different folks on this. Um, I love that you're taking the time to do this to really affect change. Um, thank you for being our guest today. Um, a reminder, the uh, State of Housing report will come out, I believe it's November 15th, uh, tentatively. Uh, we will have information on our, the Rebic website as well as the Canopy website uh, about details on that as we get closer to the date. Mark, thanks again for being our guest today on Getting Real with Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for listening to Getting Real with Rob. This podcast is produced by the Real Estate and Building Industry Coalition in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Learn more about us at rebic.com. That's R-E-B-I-C.com. We'll talk to you next time.